Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to another Triple C Podcast, Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast on this Sunday, May 21st, 2023. Let us open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to present your word. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified because we've not stopped studying, seeking your face, and giving up on you because you've never given up on us. Bless every podcast listener to download, hear, share, and help spread this gospel to a hurting world. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, greetings, literally, uh, people of God. Let's look at Galatians. Paul is our author. He's talking to the church at Galatia chapter five, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 26. I'm going to read it a little lengthy, but it has a meaning. I believe that God will give us something out of his word on today. So reading from the King James version of the Bible from Galatians chapter five, started at verse 16, and the word of God reads, this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there are there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And the Lazarus for today, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. And may the word edify our spirit, man. A little lengthy, but it's worth what I believe that God would give us. And as I oftentimes have said, this is hot off the wire because I, I didn't know. I don't know oftentimes because remember, it's not my word. These are the words of God. I am nothing more than a conduit where the word comes in and through, but it first has to cut me before it cuts anybody else. The Bible says that the word of God is a two-edged sword. It cuts going and coming back. But what I've come to realize, it will only cut you if you're interested in learning how to grow in the Lord. If you're not interested in growing in the Lord and it's just a practice, it really won't mean anything to you. So I pray today that the word of God give us something. The title of this Sunday's podcast is titled Fruit Producers. Fruit Producers. Paul was speaking to the church at Galatia. He's given them instruction 
and Christian conduct is what he was talking about. Here's the thing. We got to understand, and you've heard me say this in podcasts of time past, from the White House to the church house to our house, there's rules and regulations that go with being a Christian. Now, here's what I love about the writings of Paul. Paul wrote some 13 books of the New Testament. And you got to understand something. All of the word of God is inspired that some uh, 40 writers wrote the whole entire Bible, but those writers, I believe, and you have to believe this by faith, they were encouraged, enlightened, and impressed upon by the Spirit of God to capture what God wanted them to capture, as they were called scribes back in that day, to write down so that those that could read it. What's so awesome about God 2,000 plus years later, this same word has held true to us that will study and believe. I've said it before. 2 Timothy 2.15 says what? Study to show thyself approved unto God, not man, unto God. Amen. To prove what is the good and acceptable purpose of God. You study to show yourself approved unto God that you will be a workman that will not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. How do you rightly divide the word of truth? You rightly divide it by walking in it. When you walk in it, it's a practice. It's a practice. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect in this life. I wish preachers would get off of preaching about becoming rich and wealthy and preach and teach to the place where people can learn to be able to stand in the midst of their evil day. We've got to understand, y'all think I'm just saying it for my health. When I repeat John chapter 10, verse number 10 about that thief, that thief that comes to steal, that thief that, that comes to, to kill, and that thief that comes to destroy. But that same passage Jesus said in writing, but I am come that they might have life and that life more abundantly. Abundance in the 21st century is all equated to riches, wealth, and popularity. But abundance to God is us getting more of him to be able to stand when you got to deal with things that are opposite of your faith. Amen. So I believe that God has given a word today, and I hope that today's topic of being a fruit producer will resonate in your mind, settle in your spirit, and think about when we have to face the challenges of today. Amen. So when we look at it, here's where we are. Let's talk about the behavior of the world real quick. So he broke it down in verse 16. This is what Jesus was saying through Paul to the church of Galatia. This I say then, walk in the spirit, read your word. The walk in the spirit is capitalized and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Here's where we're going with this. Verse 17 says it this way. And here's the, here's the issue. You may have heard me say this before. Matter of fact, I just said it a week or so ago as I was talking to a person in the hallway in passing, talking about what, what's going on in, in life. Here's what's typically, I've said it before and I'll say it this way again. Most times when we deal with situations, it's not always what's going on around you. It's what's going on inside of you. So one of the first things it is that God gave me again, it's an inside job. Verse 17. So listen to what verse 17 says. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. What does that mean? In my own version of my explanation of interpretation, 
What's going on inside of you is the warfare between the spirit of God that's been born again and the flesh in which your body is made of. That war is what's happening between you to do the will of God and you trying to do your own will. We fight oftentimes. See here, let me drop this in your spirit. God has never promised us that we are exempt from any type of trial, trouble, or tribulation. God has never said, because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that he's going to shield you from every problem in life. The word doesn't say that. Matter of fact, because of your Christianity and your faith and belief in Jesus Christ, you're more susceptible to having things come into your path, to come into your life, to test your faith, not God testing you. God allows test to come, just like he did with Job. You get a chance, go back and read all of Job. There was a day when the sons of God came before God and along came Satan. And here's what the scriptures, when you read it, Satan didn't ask God. God offered up Job because he knew what he had put inside of Job. What am I trying to say? Oftentimes, God allows things to happen to us because he's been watching your study over the years, he's been watching your spiritual preparation and your preparation is just not for your health. Your preparation is for your spiritual test, your trial, your tribulations. As I said it this way, the storm you're in, the storm you're coming out of, or the storm you're about to go back in. Here's the interesting thing. If you can learn to have a joy in Jesus in the midst of any phase of your storm, amen, you shall not be moved. I have to learn that no matter what I have to endure, I endure hardness as a good soldier, a soldier in the army of the living God. It's that inside job. You think it's easy when you know folk don't care for you? You think it's easy when folk lie on you? You think it's easy when you do your best just to do good unto your common fellow man, but yet they don't good, do good back unto you? Do you think it's easy to stand sometime and hold your tongue when you're being under constant attack? Do you think it's easy when you see liars, thieves, and robbers in the midst of, not only in your work life, but sometimes in your family life? Do you think it's easy that when you see people who you thought would be one way, but they turn out to show themselves a different way, and you still have to stay the course for who you are and not get out of character and not lose your wit, not lose who you are so that you can become like the old you? You think it's easy to stand on the promises of God when you watch the whole world around you messing with your money, affecting your family, dealing with your emotions? It takes you to be grounded and rooted in this truth. And this truth is real. The truth hasn't changed. We have to change. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In John chapter 14, he says he was the word that became flesh. He's never changed. We have to change. That's what spiritual growth is. You can't be in church all your life and stay the same. Hello, Holy Ghost. So it's an inside job. Verse 17 talks about you battling. So don't ever get it twisted. You are not exempt. You are just like any other man that goes through things. So remember, it's the warfare within. It's the demons within. It's the battle within that you're fighting with. Amen. 
So we look at that. There's two other things that God gave me and we'll close the podcast. So when you realize it's an inside job, you've already acknowledged over half the battle. I've told you, amen, nothing shall draw nigh to thee. Nothing shall come nigh and harm thee because your covering is Jesus Christ. You're covered by the apostolic anointing and the power of his blood. You are saved, delivered by the what? Blood of the lamb, which is Jesus Christ and the word of your testimony. I ain't talking about I love cracking and anybody know me very well. I love having a good time, but I'm very serious about my gospel. I'm very serious about my ministry. I'm very serious about my job. I'm very serious about what we do. But understand something. I'm not trying to deny who God made me. For, for years, try to live in that square ministerial box. And then you become a faker, not a faither. I want to be a paper, a person that walk with God, but still be who he's made me and who I'm growing in Christ. But some people can't handle that because they put you on a pedestal and put you in an image. And then don't you slip up. Don't you trip. Don't you stumble. Don't you fall because then they crucify you. Hello, Holy Ghost. I call it the beam moat mentality. You so busy focusing on my life, counting my coins, doing, watching what I do, watch what I wear, watch what I drive, watch where I live, watch every word that come out of my mouth, and don't focus on your own life. The songwriter, the Williams brother, said, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Here it is. My broom is good because I use my broom. So it's an inside job. We got to focus on me. You focus on you. Amen. And then if I'm not going to be an encouragement to you, I'm not going to try to hurt you. I'll put it this way and I'll move on. Here's one of my mottos. If I can't help you, I'm surely not going to hurt you. As I age and get older, I'm learning to shut my mouth, keep my head down, stay on my grind, let the Lord have his way. And if it's meant to speak, I speak. If it ain't meant to speak, I shut up and keep it moving. I find that my peace is becoming better. My, my joy is sustaining. It's greater. When I realize the battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. Hello, Holy Ghost. There's two things that God gave me and we're going to close out. So when you realize you're fighting on the inside, here's, a, here's what the world does. Here's the works of the flesh. And this is not, this is, if this is you, I'm not pinpointing you. I'm not calling you out. I'm not focusing on you. It's the word. I didn't write this. It's the word. Verses 19 through 21. Listen real quickly. And then we'll get ready to conclude in just a minute. So verses 19 to 20 is the works of the flesh. So here's what 19 says. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, and there's many others, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of which I tell you before, I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen to the amplified version of verses uh, 19 and beyond. Now the doings, the practices of the flesh are clear and obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecencies, idolatry, sorceries, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger. Does that sound like anybody? ill-tempered, selfishness, divisions, dissensions, party spirits, factions, sex, S-E-C-T-S, -E uh, with particular opinions, heresies, envies, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. 
Does that sound like anybody? Does that sound like people who act one way when they're in the house of God for happy hour, but then act like this every other hour? Hello, Holy Ghost. That's where we are oftentimes. You think God doesn't see? Let me leave this point in your spirit. You may think that, that we don't see you, but you got to understand something. If you claim to be a Christian and you claim to be a believer, the eyes of God are everywhere. He sees you. He knows you. He made you. He knows the mistakes you're about to make before you make them. He knows what foul, filthy words that's going to come out of our mouths before they even come out. Why? Because go back to verse 17. It's the flesh against the spirit. You think Peter, who cursed like a dirty mouth sailor when the Sanhedrin was calling him out about even knowing who Jesus was? You think Judas, when he sat at the table and sold Jesus Christ out for 30 pieces of silver, who had walked with Jesus, who sat down at the fire and broke bread with Jesus, Jesus then fed him, Jesus then clothed him, Jesus then nurtured him, and he still, because of the lust and greed of 30 pieces of silver, sold out our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so that he thought he could gain riches and wealth. But let me drop something in your spirit. When you seek after the things of the world, the end of your worldly journey is oftentimes death, desolation, and separation from God. So here's the works of the flesh. Those things happen. They're very real. Now let's get ready to bring this thing to a close this morning. But then Paul tells the church at Galatia, verses 22 and on, after reading to them what the world and the flesh things of the world do, he put a but in there. And remember, I've told you from the English literature, the word but is a conjunction. After a conjunction, there's a slight pause. Why? In the English grammar, there's a slight pause when you're reading a sentence. But that but constitutes a pause. But the fruit of the Spirit, capital S, is love. There's nine of them. We're going to break them down slowly, and then we will close the podcast. I'll say it this way. In order for you to be the best kind of fruit producer you can be, you can't do it in your flesh. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I'll say it this way. The daughters of God, out of man came woman. When God has already ordained you to fulfill his purpose and his will. And let me just divert just a slight minute. The thing about God, every one of us ain't on the same road at the same time, but we all have the same final destination. The final destination is to rest, rule, and abide with Jesus at seated at the right hand of God in eternity. But until then, we have a purpose and a plan. But until then, there's a master who has a message that we have to meet. But until then, we have to learn to walk with God, no matter what we endure in this life. Let me tell you this, and I'll move on. I've often said it's not what's going on around you. It's what's going on inside of you. But you can't walk by your feelings. If you walk by your feelings, you're going to be upset all the day long. If you walk by your eyesight, your natural eyes, you're going to be disappointed in the people who you thought was one way, but they turn out to be a different way. Are they bad people? Not necessarily. But guess what? Good people do bad things. Amen. Just like bad people can do good things. It's a part of our general makeup. That mean, that doesn't mean that we're all Christians. That doesn't mean that we all walk with God. That just means that, as some would say, I did a good deed for the day. Even the devil know how to give his demons something. 
Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. So as we look at that, so here's the fruit of the Spirit. You want to be a fruit producer and fruit that will remain and fruit that lasts. I'll get ready to close by saying it this way. When God gives you the spiritual tools to work into the garden of life that you are part of, God wants you to be the best gardener you can be for him. But that garden is what? The garden is the world. The garden are the people. The fruit that they need to eat of is what God produces in and through you. What am I trying to tell you? You don't want to be a rotten fruit bearer. You don't want to be that fruit. It's been one bad apple. It spoils the whole bushel. You don't want to be that bad apple that lingers on the tree that's rotten on the vine and then the vine becomes tainted and the vine becomes corrupt and everything else that's coming on that line, on that branch, on that vine becomes corrupt itself. You want to be a fruit producer that produces these things and here are the nine fruit that's in your basket or the nine fruit that should be in your spiritual basket. In order to be the fruit producer of God, here's what God wants to produce in you. He said this to the church at Galatia, and I believe that God is saying to us uh, on May the 21st in 2023, he wants us to become spiritual fruit producers. He wants us to produce the fruit like of the spirit of love, love, joy, peace, and long-suffering, gentle, meekness, goodness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law. What I'm trying to tell you is this. When you walk in the love of God, you will find, because the Bible says that love is long-suffering. When you walk in the long-suffering of God, it's not you, it's the love of God through you. You want to walk in the joy of God. What is that joy? The old saints would say that, that God can give you a joy. It's the joy that the world can't give, but it's a joy that the world can't take away. I'm talking about a joy that comes in Jesus. But also he says you want to have the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding. What am I trying to tell you? There's people that will wonder when all hell done broke loose all around you, but you yourself seem like you're calm. You seem like you're not affected by what's going on around you. Why? Because you've checked yourself. You realize that I can't do nothing about it. All I can do is turn on to the Lord. I'm asking God to give me peace. And that long suffering means this. I know that, that that joker did wrong against me. I know that he don't like me. I ain't got to hang with him, but I pray for him. I turn him over to the Lord. I'm going to bear with you long enough to give you to God. And then I want to have gentleness. I don't want to be a tyrant. I don't want to be a bad boy and a bully. I want to be one that walk in the gentleness of God. If we got what we deserved in our human flesh, we would be dead and on our way to hell. But because of the love of the fruit producer, he suffered with us long time. He suffered you because why? When you was a dot in your mama and daddy's eye, the Bible says that you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that life that God is trying to give you, he's gentleness. He's a gentle giant in your life. What am I trying to tell you? He wants to give the goodness of you. It's the goodness of God in you. Not only that, he wants you to walk by faith. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. He said it this way, Hebrews 11 and 1, a now faith is the substance of things hopeful. 
for. It's the evidence of things not seen. What else am I trying to tell you? You want to have the meekness of God. What does that mean? To be meek doesn't mean that you're weak and a whiner. To be meek means you're humble. That means that you see it, and if you can fix it, you will. If you can extend the hands of God to a hurting world, you will do it. You will feed somebody if they're hungry. If you're walking in a dry land and you're the one with water, you will make sure you do what God would do. God would say, if you're going to mimic him, when they're hungry, you feed them. When they're thirsty, you give them drink. When they're naked, you clothe them. That's what God says. In conclusion today, when you walk in tip, uh, Temperance. What that means, temperance is this. It's self-control. You can't tell me I've lost control. When I'm supposed to do good, Paul said, evil is ever present. When I'm supposed to have joy, I think it certain ways. I think it that I should have got it this way. I should have had it that way. I should have done it this way. But God said, no, it's all on me. I conclude this morning by saying this way, God wants you to be a fruit producer. What am I trying to tell you? Stand still, child of God, and know that God is cultivating your heart. God is cultivating your mind. God is working on you. God's deposited a spiritual seed into your life. But if you don't allow God to give the water and the increase, guess what? That, that seed in you will never grow. That seed in you will never blossom. That seed in you will never bear fruit that people can learn that God is Real. I conclude this morning by saying this way. Will you join me in becoming a fruit producer? When you on your job, whether you online or on the phone or you're there in person, whatever God gives you, if you feel yourself going there, if you feel yourself cheating on the edge of being the old you, if you find yourself wanting to curse again, if you find yourself wanting to lash out to somebody, will you join me? Because I'm going to try to practice it. Even my own self, I'm going to stand still and know that he is God. I'm going going to stand still and be quiet for the Bible says. He said be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. Why? Because to be a fruit producer, you've got to let God do it. Don't you do it. Let God do it. You want to be delivered so that God will show you and show you to the people. You are the light bearer. You are the fruit producer. You are the one that's carrying the basket of God's word. I conclude this morning by saying this. You want God to deliver you from from the miry mess of the world. You want God to pick you up and place your feet on solid ground. You want God to show you that he loves you in spite of with your nasty self. You don't get what you deserve because we're all sinners. What? Saved by grace. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What am I trying to tell you? I too shall practice to be a better fruit producer. I too shall better to let you know that God shall live. Amen. And for God we shall die. When I come to people, I do have to realize who I'm around. I do have to watch what I say. I do have to watch what I do because people are not only are watching me for being Tony, but they're watching me for being a preacher of this gospel. I've got to know when to enlighten people's mind and tell people, I know somebody. I know somebody that can deliver you. I know somebody that can make your midnight into midday. I know somebody that can turn your tragedy into a triumph. I know somebody that can give you joy that the world will never give you. Why do you seek the world when the world offers you death, desolation, and destruction? I offer you life in Jesus Christ. So I conclude by saying you want to be a fruit producer? 
Sometimes in order to be a producer of fruit, you have to be hewn down and cut down low. When God allows you to be cut down low, new growth comes up. God wants to bear better fruit. Sometimes when the tree is too long, amen, I'll give you an example and I'll close. Two of our rose bushes out in the yard. I've been looking at them, thought they was about to burst out and bloom, but I realized their branches had begun to die. And God said, you got to cut them down to the earth. And in that cut down, I realized there up comes the new growth. And out of the new growth, God's going to bloom new roses. They're called double knockout roses. I conclude by saying, when God cut the stench off of your life, when God cuts the mess out of you, when God gets you down to bear you, and then you begin to blossom and the bloom, and then you'll become a double knockout rose. You'll come in such a way that people are wonder, how is it that you're doing what you're doing? And you'll say, for Christ I live, and for Christ I die. And what I stand on is the truth, and the truth has made me free, because I have been delivered from what the world has tried to offer me. So you want to be the best fruit producer you can be? Let God deliver you first. And then you watch, you can teach transgressors your ways. So I pray as we conclude Triple C Podcast on this 21st day of May, 2023, you want to be the best fruit producer you can be. King said, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best little street sweeper you can be. If you want to be an articulator of the word or an orator of the word, you are take the word the best you can be. If you want to be a cook, be the best cook you can be. If you want to be a chef, be the best chef you can be. Whatever you desire to be, you let God give you the scales, the talents, and the abilities, but you harness and hone in on those skills and let God produce in your life. So as we conclude in prayer, we thank you for another opportunity, another Triple C podcast. Until the next time, let's close in a prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity of Triple C to come on the word and come online and share with somebody. Bless somebody to get this word, to help them along the way. I don't know what they need, God. Who am I? But more than just a sheep myself, but a teaching sheep. Help me to understand where we need to go. Bless every podcast listener today that they can be fruit producers in these days, that you can get the glory and men can be saved, healed, delivered, and set free. We thank you now until the next podcast. We sign off in the name of Jesus Christ, and we do need to be delivered so that we can bear better fruit in the name of Jesus. Until the next time, this is Tony. And triple C. Sign it off. We love this song because why? You can't produce because you're bored and you're vacant and you need deliverance. Let Leandra take you home. God bless you.